Disclosure before our show, we ran into a little sound issue with Lisa's mic, but we wanted to make sure you got the content anyway. As promised, you asked us to talk about a topic, and here we go. I have the definition of bully. It is to seek harm, intimidate, or coerce someone perceived as vulnerable. We're just going to get that sponsorship right out of the way, right out of the gate. Remember, if you want to be a sponsor, just get a hold of us. We're on all the social medias. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a private message. Get a hold of us. What's What's up? What's up? up? I'm Sarah, the mother. I'm Jewel, the daughter. And And you're you're listening to What the the F is Ladylike. Imagine a world where the words you speak appear on your skin. Would you be more careful of what you said? first time hearing us or finding us welcome jewel guess what what guess who we have for our new state Ooh, who arizona Ooh, arizona awesome welcome arizona right on right on and you know our numbers are going right up in australia that's awesome and i still i'm still shocked we got england going on Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Yeah, I feel like England's too fancy for us. It's the queen. The queen is listening to us. I just know she is. <laughs> I know she is. I know she is. We got Lisa Ayers here today with us. Hey, Hi, Lisa. Hey, everybody. How hey. are you doing? Good to see you. Yeah. It's great to see you. And as promised, um, we are talking about what our listeners are recommending. So today. We're going to be talking about bullying. It's a heavy subject. Very heavy. Mm-hmm. Very heavy subject. Very heavy subject. So since the earliest times noted in 1830, what was that saying that we all memorized, Joel? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words shall never hurt me. Now, guess what? That was a defense that they used. Way back in the day, make you resilient because everybody was name calling in 1830. Well, I feel like it was a saying that tried to toughen people up, mm-hmm. but to say that word don't hurt you is just totally false. I mean, because words it's do bullshit. hurt people, it's bullshit, words carry a lot of weight, I think. And yes, if you don't give them the proper acknowledgement, I think you end up with um, really damaged people. I agree. Mm-hmm. So there's different types of bullying. And I had to read a lot. Did you guys read a lot? Whew. It was heavy. I probably didn't read as much as you guys, but I thought a lot about it. 
there's verbal, there's physical abuse, there's cyberbullying. And I got to tell you, we're going to dive into all this. But do you guys know if it's a crime here in Oregon? I know. I didn't you know, know. I would be really curious to see uh, where the law ends up protecting you and where the law stops caring about you. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to find that out too today. Lisa, were you bullied as a child? Yeah, I think I got caught in the cycle of being bullied early on and then toughening up pretty hard to try to be resilient against bullies and maybe ended up being a little meaner than I should have been uh, because I thought that was the way I had to be. So bullies, bully, bullies. Yeah. I feel like I can relate on that so much as how, how I was as a child. Mm-hmm. When it starts so early and then it... You, you feel like you have to kind of build a shell mm-hmm. and then uh, I think I was really straddling a line between saying things that were my idea of blocking being bullied and maybe being too mean and not letting people be nice or feel comfortable being nice unfortunately which is something that I re- regretted my life or learned a lot from in my life now as an adult I'm not sure I'm still struggling with the in-between but maybe that's where we're all at a little bit yeah I feel like when I talk about how I was as a child like because I'm completely different and I would never do those things nowadays and I I couldn't some things I can't believe I did and it was kind of Someone would just look at me the wrong way. It wouldn't even be like they had to even said anything to me. And I, I would get upset. And I think, I think if children are dealing with something in their home lives or something outside of school, you know, that, that brings, you bring that to school too, you know? So that's how I feel. <laughs> I was bullied when uh, I was 10 years old. My parents moved to Chicago. And the kids in Chicago were way different because I moved from in southeast of 56th and Duke. And then we moved over. So I went to Woodstock Elementary. And then my parents had divorced and separated. And I lived in the bottom of Mount Tabor. So then after that, they got back together and they got remarried again. But we moved to Chicago because that's what my dad, that's where my dad's work was going. And those wow, people were way, it was way different because they're, they were mean. They were mean. And I just didn't yeah. fit in different style whole different and any world. anybody that was different i mean those kids thought that oregon still had horse and carriage going on <laughs> it still is if you go in some corners right <laughs> but not like how you would think it's like the oregon tra- the oregon trail <laughs> yeah and mm-hmm. we're not we're not all pioneers but you know <laughs> And then they moved me back to, um, you know, the area, but they didn't put me in like a Portland school. They put me in Clackamas. Going from Chicago to Clackamas, 
Wow, <laughs> I mean, I, I love my parents. Go from one uh, one very strange move back to man, a whole nother part of Oregon. It's like, how yep. do you even know how to relate? You've seen a different part of the world, and now you've come back. It's like, how do you go backwards mm-hmm. almost? So those Not are the type. Those are the type but... of of things, you know. And I did when I do my art, I get uh, a lot of harassment um on my art page and yeah so i mean i've I've had a a little dabble in that um in that like online bullying kind of stuff yeah but i delete it you know i I don't participate in it Mm -hmm. so um those are the kind of things that affected me and over the long term i ended up in high school i mean i wasn't i wasn't in a clique i was friends with everybody I didn't, um, wasn't like that. And at, at one point when I saw people being bullied, I ended up being a bully. You know what I mean? Because I bullied the bully, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I just didn't tolerate it because it happened to me. So Mm -hmm. I would go from like zero to a hundred in a snap of a finger or not give that person the time of day only because, and I think about it now because when Jewel and I were talking about it earlier, I was like, no, 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 I didn't act like that, but I did act like that, you know? I mean, I think maybe it comes down to what your intentions were in the moment when you, mm-hmm. like, were you, that's, that's how I think about it. If I was, was I intending to make a joke that hurt somebody but it still had an effect on somebody so uh it's a splitting hairs kind of moment but it sounds like if you saw something you kind of reacted to it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, that's in how I'm interpreting it a little bit and maybe you had kind of a soft spot for an underdog yeah kind of the way yeah. I think about it too yeah, and I mean, we don't have a lot of um, underage listeners. I mean, they're, it would be more geared with adults. And um, but I am seeing kids that you are listening to this because you are seventeen under seventeen, and I can see that. Um, so know that when I curse, it's 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 just you know because I'm not ladylike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought about that for a second. I was like, how much of uh, maybe some of the bullying that you felt was you not subscribing to the standards of, you know, what was quote-unquote ladylike and what is you just knowing that you are potentially being repressed a little bit and Mm -hmm. that you were rebelling against that repression because there were sometimes, like, I don't know how many times you got told to change, but I got told to change so much, which is just (laughs) such a... um, I I know there's a lot online about... um, you know, victim blaming and that kind of stuff, but it it can come down to that moment right there where mm-hmm. you're you're telling me that I need to change, I'm I need to change, <laughs> and so that is where I think I made a lot of rebellious choices, and it shaped a lot of my attitudes towards needing to uh, stand up for myself, and so I don't know, I kind of struggle with that. Were my intentions to stand up for myself or were my intentions to be a little shit and, like, just put my head down and 
Or was I trying to learn the difference between the two? Because when you're a kid, you're still learning. You're shaping your brain. And you're mm-hmm. shaping these little things that are going to end up being your personality in the long run. So you're flexing those little baby emotion muscles. And then when you get to be like 25, 26, 30, you know, oh, I had that feeling. And it wasn't as refined as it is today. But maybe Mm -hmm. you know that you were feeling those feelings of this isn't right, but I don't know how to make it right. So I guess don't let it hold you back or don't let it. I don't, I don't beat myself up for it because I think in time as I grew, I mean, you, you guys, you know me. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not like that. Um, No, I don't think you of that at all. In fact, I don't. So, I mean, I'm more I trying really to help people. really picture you being a bully. <laughs> right, right. But I think I did. I think I did, you know. Yeah. It's like when, those harsh truths sometimes. Yeah. They come out, they come out mean, but mm-hmm. you don't need to sugarcoat them. And I'm trying to walk that balance between, mm-hmm. you know, learning how to say the truth in a nice way. But nice is a, just so loaded. Whose mm-hmm. definition of nice or whose definition of I need to convey an honest message and I need you to listen to me because Mm -hmm. I don't feel like smiling and glossing this over anymore. So Jewel was a big troublemaker growing up and, um, (laughs) and if she, she she was, she was a big troublemaker. She, she grew out of that over in time, but I think a lot of it was, her having to move from school to school to school, but at the same time she was dealing a lot when when she was a child. So um, she, I, was, I saw I had her a lot go, of childhood stuff going on. So I yeah. saw her go from like mean to like uh, girly to back to you know. See, and that so to bring it back to the whole change, like you saying, like people make you change and. See, and this is why I'm glad that I had the parents I had because they always let me be whatever I wanted to be. But Mm -hmm. there's always, and I don't know if you can relate, but there's so much pressure, I feel like, for how my generation was to, like, if you weren't wearing this or if you didn't have this or you didn't have these shoes or your hair wasn't like that or your make whatever it may have been, Mm -hmm. but you had to look a certain part or you weren't cool or you weren't you and you were getting made fun of and so I dealt with that a lot and so I always changed my looks and then Mm -hmm. I finally I don't know what it was that actually happened or like clicked in me but I think it was transitioning and becoming more myself like getting older so probably like teenager probably high school yeah I just was like screw it and I need to be more myself because I think between when I was in sixth and eighth grade I went through a whole like emo phase where all I wore was black and I moved to a school where it was no offense to anybody but it was preppy they all were Hollister, Aeropostale, all those name brand stuff and I was like holy shit I do not fit in here and I got made fun of for that I looked like a boy I wore boy clothes I liked it though 
And mm-hmm. so then I was like, fuck. And then I finally, a year later, adapted to the lifestyle up there. And I wore everything they wore, the jeans and the everything. And it just felt weird. I, yeah, it didn't feel like you. Yeah, and I slowly kept getting... I was When I even met my partner now, I was still wearing, like, these girly dresses when I even moved down here. And then I think after... I think after honestly having kids is when you really realize you do not give a shit what people think. I told you the whole time. (laughs) And I think that is the big wake up call. And it's almost like, damn, I wish I had just known that it was going to be that way. And I didn't waste all that damn time trying to prove something that I don't even see. Nowadays, and you're trying now, to please other people than yourself yeah, exactly. and you're making you're now, not making yourself happy I would never recommend to half the people I talk back to myself as a teenager and I say stop don't do that don't right? do that now stop right? <laughs> <laughs> oh well I your idea your um high school reality sounds like my high school reality of hell so I totally understand I did not even opt into that kind of a high school I said no thank you too many people not for me and I found a weird art program to go to where my high school was 60 kids max and my graduating class was 32 and I it was an art school so Mm -hmm. like we got made fun of a lot but we were so confidently weird that you know, we stuck to it and just put on those blinders and didn't give a shit what anybody thought. But I think back on it now and there was some damaging aspects to that. Although, to this day, I feel more confident when I think to myself, nah, I really don't care. Yeah. So, you just got to go back to that, I guess. (laughs) See, and I got lucky when we moved from that school where it was like that atmosphere and moved back here. I luckily, and I don't know how I found it, but my mom was like, you're going to choose where we live because it kind of was, she felt bad for me. So she was like, you're going to choose where we live. I was, my brother already graduated. I was the only one left. We were looking at good schools and I found this one school and I was reading about it and I was like, this totally sounds like me. They had art on the walls. I don't know if you've heard New Urban High School. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I don't know. Is that in this area? It's in Milwaukee. Is it still going on? Yeah, but it's now a public school, but when I attended it, it was an alternative, like, charter school. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had to do an application to go in, and I had to be accepted. Yep. Yeah, that's how our high school was, too. Yeah. But we started out public as a public option, and then got transitioned into private. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it was tiny, and I think... I felt welcomed like right away and I felt comfortable and like kind of like a second home and that's cool they they were super help- they were based on project based they didn't make you sit there and do a ton of tests they made you actually have conversations with people they helped you realize what's going to happen in the real world it was they- more of like a group project based learning style where yeah you're learning through the process of learning and that helps you keep invested in your own education because you're really the one driving it and it teaches you how to find the resources to learn that you can use for the rest of your life not just like oh well maybe I know about this topic but you'll forget that in five years easy you will not remember I could I spent a whole semester working on this Gandhi thing and now it's like oh 
all those facts were so dumb. But I know exactly how to learn. I know how to figure things out. I know how to check my sources. I know how to build a presentation, take feed feedback, review it, and then turn out a better project. Right. I could mm -hmm. talk for hours about refining and owning and the addictions of constantly refining your processes and not ever owning. But, I mean, you guys are probably going through a lot of that, like learning how to do yeah. podcasting production. You're mm -hmm. constantly in this review process. And yeah. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, can we break out the crayons because I don't know what I'm doing? <laughs> that you should do that, honestly, for like a little brain break. Like, <laughs> screw it, let's just color. And we're going to use three of them and I'm not even going to change. We're going to build gonna a house that. with sun. <laughs> oh. Well, so something that uh, I got to go through during my schooling at that school was they were trying to shut my school down. <gasps> Yeah. yeah, crazy. And that it, this was a very important school to a lot of people. Like, like yeah. especially like at my age, the students that were going there, it was their, a lot of people's homes, like mm -hmm. more than their homes because they were more scared to go home yep. and they felt more comfortable it. at the school. And so... I know that firsthand, when, like with, with our group too. Like it just becomes such a family that... Um, yeah, you rely on that more than some of the... You realize that the circumstances that you're putting up with within your exterior life outside of school is not nearly as strong a bond as what you feel within your like group at school and what you're working towards. And you're all in. Hey, in it I together. attend every meeting. I attend every meeting to not shut that down. <laughs> yeah, Good job, Sarah. It takes parents like you too, because those are really important parts of it. I know my mom came to all sorts of the PTA things at the. At her senior night, she came and she volunteered for, like, the overnight portion of the night. <laughs> so, and she stayed up the whole time. So, parents like that, they, I plan to be that kind of parent for my kids when they get into that, even if I embarrass them. Well, we attended every meeting, and we got to, we as parents got to hear firsthand how much bullying is going on in school. Firsthand. It was disgusting. And that school saved a lot of people's lives just being at that school. Those students would stand up to fight for that school to stay there. Jewel was graduating that year. What year was that? So the year that they were actually threatening to shut it down was the year that my partner just had graduated. So that's and so 12. I had an opportunity because going down there, I, I don't, I got, I don't know what the heck, I got super focused or something, and I was able to graduate early. I had the option to graduate early, but then this situation occurred, and I felt so passionate about the school that I was like, no, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna rock it out the whole rest of the year, even though I only had like two classes every day because I didn't, I didn't need, I didn't have any work to do. Um, but I stayed there, and I wanted to fight it out because. Hearing all, because I've had my own situations, but I never went to schools around this area. But um, I have attended a lot of schools. But to hear the students' situations that they've been through and how much that school meant to them versus if they were to shut that down and if these students would have to go back to that same environment, it just breaks your heart because... It just shows that that small environment, those people really, really cared. And in, mm -hmm. in a bigger public environment, they're not getting paid attention to as much. 
Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. just sad. It is. It's really sad. That's, I'm glad that you're, it's still going on, though, right? You guys, like, overcame that problem and kept it going. It is, but it now it's a public charter? school, so now oh, it's actually... Sadly, and I don't like talking about it because um, this is where me and my partner met, but um, they're tearing it down and um, they rebuilt it. I'm sorry. So it's all 2021 now. Yeah. And, And the thing that everybody needs to know is when you're being bullied, it affects, it gives you anxiety. You can't sleep at night. And young young children that are having to go through this from the age of 12, 7, um, through to, you know, their teenage years, they can't sleep. Uh, they don't want to go to school. They're, they're afraid. Um, you know, there's an, an overwhelming increase of depression that happens, that happens with the youth right now. And we as parents need to know those signs. And we need to listen to our children. Never judge your child, no matter what, so you, they can come to you. I've raised two children, not, you know, 20, but I've raised two. And I've never shut my children down. I've always kept an open door. They could come to me at any time, no matter what it is, whether they got drunk, whether they got high, anything it was, they were not going to get in trouble with me if they came to me. Now, is that bad of me as a parent? I don't think so. I always left a door open where they can come to me. Because there was still, yes, you would allow us to do those mistakes, but it's, you would still hold us accountable. Mm-hmm. You would make us, re- not make, I mean, we'd obviously make a couple of mistakes before we would realize, but you would have conversations with us of like, okay, you may, you could have done this differently. Mm-hmm. Kind of like this. You... So we have a saying in our family that we like to say is like, if you do the same thing, you're going to get the same results. If you don't change what you're going to do, basically, you know what I mean? If you don't change what you're going to do, you know, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. Yeah, isn't that like the definition of something? (laughs) (laughs) But I will always preach to people about never shutting your child down because you always want that open communication. With a boy, it's different than with a girl. Um, How so? Because uh, I got a boy now, and I'm like terrified. Of sometimes the boys aren't um, willing to come and talk to you more than than uh, a girl, and the reason why is because maybe they don't want to um, feel embarrassed. Um, maybe, maybe, you know, this is where your spouse would need to come in, Lisa, because, and make sure that, hey, just because, because a lot of people, some people are like, okay, you got to be tough. You got to be a boy. You got to be this. You got to be that. There's a certain expectation that people have one for a boy, one for a girl. It's, it's a, it's a bunch of crap, basically, you know, um, but there is. 
and that is what society has done and it it is harder if if you if the, you have to be that tough person yeah it is as hard. a boy it, it is really hard we've got a lot of we're working right now on feelings because mm-hmm. i mean our son he's he's a joy and then i mean he's just flexing that no muscle so hard he's so mm-hmm. stubborn so how do we like how you 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 gotta you you gotta make sure like as they're growing up you stay in like with my son I, music was great so i was able to use you know music he was in a lot of sports um so i i be, it's not that i became friends with my my children oh you 100 percent became friends with your children but i just that's the way i I did it. You know, I didn't let them get away with, you know, murder or, or anything. Oh, I mean, no. they got they no, got punished, my brother but... my brother screwed it up for me. He yeah. got away with some things <laughs> and then I couldn't do it after him. So, yeah, I know Brendan you're going to be listening to this. Thanks, brother. <laughs> oh, well, that's uh at least I know that it's happened before. It'll happen again, but siblings are just going to be siblings. Yeah. <laughs> that's cute though yeah that's cute to well that's good to know too so (laughs) i wrote down and i didn't really dawn on me actually until we were actually talking about this that all of these that i wrote down are boys and i specifically was looking up one article in particular that i was talking to my mother about earlier and it is how young this is happening two children and things not getting done or people not being aware of it and this one that I found that I'm reading this boy was in third grade he was an eight-year-old boy and he killed himself after his school covered up the bullying he faced oh that's awful it's super horrible because I was telling my mom this is school you're there a lot of the time that is supposed to be a safe place Just like how when you go to the doctors, they ask you, do you feel safe in your home? You should still feel equally as safe in your school environment, in your workplace. You know what I mean? And for that to not be a question. I mean, why don't you ask the question? Yeah. And that should be a question because the next one, a 10-year-old boy, they said he committed suicide over relentless bullying. This one, a nine-year-old boy, because he came out of as being gay, he got bullied. He killed himself. And it breaks my heart that these kids are so young and they have so much more life to live, but their minds are still not developed. And they, that they're, it's getting overwhelmed with all of those things. Yeah, it really makes me think about how we as parents can help arm our kids with the ability to, um, I mean, have the shield against bullying as much as you can, or at least know if life at school is kind of shitty, at least I know I can always go home and my mom is always going to be on my side. And if they, and, and it's also really important to know that they recognize those signs. I mean, I know my son's only two and a half. Well, keep working on it and keep working on it but especially in this time of COVID I don't want him to 
have that mentality of, oh, if something's going on and, like, there's a public scene going on, I'm just going to avert my eyes and walk on. I want to raise a family that will recognize signs and put an end to it if it needs to happen that way, you know? I, yeah. I was... So many people walked on when I was in, like, the sixth grade and I was being pushed down and, my like, being pushed over my bike. I had at least three people just walk by as this whole group of people were bullying me. And I was in the sixth grade and that was probably, like, the first time that I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, the third week of school and I'm never going to ride my bike here again. And I think back on it now and I'm like, wow, that, that was a moment where a bystander could have stopped. And that's just one instance. But, it, I mean, and especially going into the future, what kind of bullying is going to exist? It's nuts to even think about what the next evolution will be because... COVID is going to change a whole lot of things about the way kids bullying. Online bullying is already, I mean, There's been so much bully behavior. It's nuts. And um, people, I think bullying comes from a need to control, to like say, oh, I I need validation that the way I'm doing something is right. And if Mm -hmm. you're not going to validate it, then you must be wrong because this is what I know to be right. Yeah. And I think... uh, changing that mindset of being, oh, other people experience other realities in the world. I need to be confident that I am okay knowing and believing what I believe, and also other people will believe other things. We can all still coexist together. Is mm-hmm. a, I think, a complicated subject to cover, but something that when you start young is going to be critical in the new yeah. age. Yeah. Yeah, and we as parents um, need to be, you know, paying attention to those uh, signs and paying attention to your children. Um, Knowing if your child is being a bully is one thing, and then knowing if your child is being bullied. In in the National um, Bullying Prevention Center, and the reason why I'm bringing up nationally is because we have a lot of listeners everywhere, not just here in Oregon. Um, there's, um, you know, they did a 40-year study, and they have a lot of um, checklists on their website that I recommend um, for, you know, on both sides. Um, if your child is being bullied, there's a checklist. And then if your child needs help also, um, if they're if they are being a bully themselves. And a lot of times, um, children who are bullies have a a severe mental health problem. And um, and then, you know, of course, if you're being bullied, you're going to have mental health problems. So you want to make sure that that is being taken care of. And it's, it's just going on, it goes into your you know, when you're an adult, too. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. so. I think we see a lot of the aftermath of people being bullied at the early stage of life. Now, I can recognize it a little better now that I'm an adult, but uh, influential people probably mm-hmm. got bullied, and that's why a lot of the decisions that they make now, they are so steadfast in that, and why they do believe that there is no other way to be. 
Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> you got to recognize those signs and then remember that mm -hmm. when you're raising a child, you're also going to raise them into being an adult. And so right. you can't let the bullying cycle be repeated if right. you've been bullied. You got to stop it with you. <laughs> right. So right after this break, let's find out how illegal it is and what a crime it is in Oregon. Let's do that. Exchange, give change, take change, make change. Hey guys, checking out our boy Jesse Spomberg over at UrbanSurvivorMan.com. If not, I highly recommend it. He's got our favorite morning show, Coffee and Bong Hits, Monday through Friday. He has Strange Game on a Volcano going on every Thursday. Check it out. Oh, and he's got some new fresh merch. Gotta get that merch. Check him out. Is that music getting tiresome? Do you need some fresh new music and beats? Check out Comeback Karma. Liven things up a bit. He's on Instagram. Check him out today. Get a hold of him today. Let's liven things up a bit. Do it. Guys, I would like to remind you, if you like what you're listening to, please like, comment, share, subscribe, and please leave a review. Thank you. So do you guys think it's illegal? Bullying? I wish it was. I bet it probably isn't. Well, I found out it is a crime. Okay. Um, cool. It's 2001. Supposedly, there was a law. But it wasn't until 2009 um, that the Senate passed a bill for it to go in the school and the vote was 50 yes and the nine okay you nine people what the heck are you thinking man what are those people thinking i bet they've been bullied themselves and they're like oh well, if i let gosh. them get away with it they'll definitely come and get me mm. you know sometimes i think i bully a bully just because of that like why in the heck would they do that Ugh. So, I'm going to ask you some questions. You're, it's going to be like a game. You're going to say, okay, yes or no. Let's get to know what laws are what, right? I'm ready. Yeah, are I'm you guys ready? ready? Do you have a buzzer? My 
Does the state of Oregon prohibit bullying in school? Yes. 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 Yes, yes it does. And they relate bullying as harassment. And that goes as an adult, too, because I did read that. But it's mainly focused in the schools. Okay. 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 Does Oregon's law include cyberbullying? I wish it was, but I don't think it does. I don't think it does. Mm, I don't think it does either. Yes, it does. Oh, yes, cool. Yes, yes, That's it does. Good. So it does include, include it. And again, it's going to fall into that harassment, but they did incorporate the use of electronic communication devices as harass and intimidate a bullet. So they did add those words in there. Okay. Good to, good to know. Good to know, right? So, so the definition of harassment. So, yeah, we have to look that up because apparently we, when we do one thing, you can't just, you know, you can't just, can't just you know, look up that thing. I know, it, it takes you into all sorts of things, right? Does the law protect only certain groups? Oh, From bullying. I mean, that's kind of loaded. I personally think yes. I don't know if a written opinion will really... What do you think, Joel? Yes or no? Jill doesn't even know. She wasn't even paying attention. I will repeat I looking, the question. I was looking you would up never make harass- it on Jeopardy, man. You would never make it. I was looking up what harassment means. <laughs> the definition. So we could read it. Oh, no. We're leaving this in the show. We're leaving it. Jewel. Okay, ask me again. And then I'm going to tell you guys about harassment. Okay, what? Does Oregon law protect only certain groups from bullying? So you're saying that they only protect certain groups? Yeah, will it protect certain groups? I wish it would I wish it was, but I don't think so. So the answer is no. It's not yeah, going no. to. It's not going to do that. Um tell us about what harassment is, Joel. Okay, so it is a noun. Um an act or an instance of harassing, torment, or intimidation. Daily harassment by bullies at school, the harassments of daily life, the condition or fact of being harassed, the stress of harassment and discrimination. That's that's what it reads. Yeah, so that's where it's kind of falling into. Does that make sense? Harassment under the laws of the United States is defined as any repeated or continuing uninvited contact that serves no useful purpose beyond creating alarm, annoyance, or emotional distress. Yeah. So that's where it's falling in. Interesting. It's broad. Class C misdemeanor is, or no, Class B misdemeanor is what you would get in the state of Oregon um, if you were found guilty of of bullying. And class B misdemeanor, and you could pay up to two thousand five hundred dollars, six months in jail, whatever the offense is. Now, I feel like they need to do something about that because they mainly focus 
on just in the classroom at your school. And I don't know about you, but the teachers I went to didn't have any education to be dealing with a bunch of bullying and know how to handle that. You can't take like a one-week class on it and become an expert on it, especially if you're a teacher. So, yeah, I think it's pretty much... Uh, it's a lot of mental mental mm-hmm. stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being especially trained in it nowadays, um, I think is something that a lot of the teacher friends that I know kind of go out of their way to make sure that they pay extra attention to um, enhancing that kind of their knowledge mm-hmm. as they go into it. And it's kind of like an extra thing that they take on. Right. Um, which is also why my teacher friends are really extraordinary people is that they would do that on their own outside mm-hmm. of what's required of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, but if not everybody is going to be that way, you know, you've got to find those special people right. and really like cling on and follow yeah. them because they're going to be those special teachers that you remember, you know. So, I've got one. That. So on the studies, African American um, of being bullying bullied is only 23%. Uh, Caucasian is 23%. 16% is Hispanic. 7% is Asian. I don't know if that, I don't see, I don't know if that's all true. I feel like... I was going to say, some of those numbers, I mean, I wonder how much of it is uh, truly reported. Was this right. like that's it. a that's survey? It. <sighs> There's so much I feel like doesn't even get talked about. And it's, right? you know... And the world that we live in now is starting to get talked about a lot. And I think maybe there's a transition for people starting to listen. I think maybe black people have always been telling us this story. And now we're kind of catching on that the reality is we need to start listening. Right. And then we'll create a better future. If we don't, if we don't listen, we're just, you know, putting our heads in the sand. Like, why would Mm -hmm. we want to prohibit growth? So, I don't know. That's... you know, I guess I just don't know that those stats necessarily reflect kind of the stories that I've been listening to. Maybe and I just, more. you know, race-related bullying is just such a sensitive subject to my heart. And it is so negative and it's such an emotional. Um, it's a growth point. Like, I think we're all kind of growing on it right now. You know, my aunt was black. and I got I just Jewel and I had a, such a different experience we were right in there you know especially my sister as she, as she was talking to me I mean we were right right with the family well and I think what was um <clears throat> I think beneficial for us growing up was because our aunt she was a journalist she would she was out in like when stuff was really happening like mm-hmm. mlk everything was happening she, she, she was met. right there she i met him she interviewed him so she got to live that world and she got she passed that down to us telling yeah. us those stories telling us teaching us that stuff so i think that really helped you really had and, the ability to learn how to listen to other yeah. people's stories and mm-hmm. like and she wrote this this beautiful um poetry book um which really expressed the pain um and suffering Mm. um and so we were made aware of it pretty pretty young 
at a young age. And so, you know, I guess what we, I think maybe we did it wrong. We would protect, we used like a protection, you know, and that's kind of how, I mean, did you feel that way, Joel, is you would just protect your family, you know? Yeah, I guess you put up a barrier because mm-hmm. you don't want them to get hurt. Yeah, and if somebody said something out of line, you would be like, what? What did you just say out of your mouth? And you and so now, see, that's what I'm saying is people behave that way towards your family member, your friend. And I'd be like, whoa, 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 you need to check yourself. So now you are bullying a bully. And that's yeah. when I say that I do that. And it may not be, I may not realize it at the time, but I will later go, you know, maybe you shouldn't have said that. Maybe you need to handle it a little bit differently. Yeah. And, you know, you can only ever, you you shouldn't regret, you know, if people didn't physically get hurt, don't regret it. Right, right, right. Um, Learn from it. Grow from it. Right, So that next time you have... Uh, your old experience in your mind, you know, yeah, it's hard to put it into practice, but you know, you have that, like, oh, I know what the consequence could, could be. I've been there. I know the feeling afterwards. Different paths lead to different things. I think we were talking about that, Jules. You said your family likes to have the motto to do it differently, to don't repeat it the same way or you'll yeah. get the same consequence. So. I think maybe there's a huge divide right now of people who are feeling like, oh, we're, we've got to do things differently. Mm-hmm. Everything, ha- things have to be done differently. If you think that... People are afraid of change. People are so afraid of change. And it's going to happen. We're all, it's all happening right now, every day. You can't go backwards. That's stupid. That is just... It really is. Not the future. Well, and then how you say, um, when you're talking about groups and all that stuff, so, I mean, for me, a sensitive subject um, for bullying in groups would be the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. because I have family and friends that are involved in those communities and both have um, suffered from bullying. And it is unfortunate because they are just who they are and they should yeah. not be judged for who they are. That's, who, that's how they are born. Mm-hmm. And that's how they, they developed. That's how they're developed. And it's, it's so sad that people can sit there and try and tell you to be something else or you shouldn't be like that or dressing that way or wearing. It doesn't matter because that do, whatever you are on the outside doesn't make you who you are on the inside. And that is genuinely who you are is who you are on the inside. I got to tell you guys something about Facebook. But before I do that, Jill, tell us your story of why you're not on Facebook anymore. Um, so, I mean, there's many, couple, actually, many factors. But big key is because um, mom shaming and among other things, but primarily mom shaming mm-hmm. because... I never felt comfortable posting anything about what I typically would be doing. I I would post something my daughter would be doing and I'd get backlash because 
oh, why are you, you should be right by her because she could fall and hurt herself or something. She's not, she's eating this. She shouldn't be eating that or you're going to mess her stomach up or all these other things. But again, when, if you guys have listened to our previous podcast talking about Facebook and social media, you are not in my life. You are only seeing a portion of it. You don't see the day to day of what my children are living. Mm -hmm. And so the judgment does not need to be there. I'm posting something for my family and friends to get enjoyment. And then people are making it a negative thing. And so I was like, I'm done. I'm like, I'm done making a negative thing because my kids are the most positive thing in this world. And you guys are making it bad. And I, and it's, you're ruining it for the people who want to enjoy it. Yeah, and so for sure. I just it, made it private. And now if anybody wants to see photos of my kids, I just send them directly to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably better for like your own, your your global sense of privacy in general. But um, also you don't owe the world that life update. So and especially if you're going to receive criticisms from it, especially if you're going to get uh, people assuming that they know what's best for you, commenting and trying to control your life in little micro ways mm-hmm. by offering advice. Or, and like, I try not to do it. I really try to say, like, this is just my perspective and you could take it or leave it. This is just how I do it you know Mm -hmm. um but the moment that you start to cross into that thing of like you should do this and you should do this and you need to do this and it it's like um it really disrespects you as a mom thinking like are you are you saying that i'm not considering the well-being of my child and like i don't spend every waking hour of my life considering the well-being of my child and a lot of these people like oh my gosh i seeing some parenting opinion from someone who does not have kids has said some kind of stupid thing about how they never want to have kids and Mm -hmm. how it's just so ridiculous. I feel like I want to reach through the screen and slap them in the face. So, (laughs) I I mean, I have no time for that. I have no emotional space for that. I'll I'll talk to somebody who has kids who are like out of the house all day long, but somebody who doesn't have kids, I'm not going to listen to their opinion. It's like they're unqualified. Lisa, that doesn't sound very ladylike. It's probably not, I know. <laughs> it's a good thing that's why you're you on our show. You better show me a PhD if you don't have kids and you're going to tell me about kids. <laughs> well, and then you get judged. They say right? that being being a mom or if you're a stay-at-home mom, that it's just it's not hard work. I'm like, that is. <laughs> right? I you just laugh. Your, mm-hmm. Like, oh, and, you know, I don't even know if anybody in my life is directly telling me that, but society as a whole mm-hmm. has this crazy way of bullying you into thinking yes. that you're not doing enough. Right. <laughs> and, I mean, maybe society is at large here. Society, you're a bully and I reject you. <laughs> but, you know, like and I that's, said, you don't know and the that's world when, And that's when the one finger goes up, ladies. That's when the one finger goes up. <laughs> Well, I got to tell you something. On Friday, um, a judge approved $650 million settlement. settlement. Did you guys hear that? Wow. Against Facebook. Mm-hmm. Oh, against Facebook. <laughs> mm. not, not laughing. I'm just laughing with you ladies. Do you know what it was for? What? Um, They were... Uh, 
They didn't get permission on photo, photo tagging. Privacy. Tell them about that, Joel. Tell them what happened. Okay, okay. Well, so you know more about, like, illegally? the Facebook thing. But so, I got so it. this we... scenario. So this is another reason why um, I, d if I had created an Instagram account. So I've re-uploaded stuff for myself. But I limit what I post of my children because of this reason. And it's creepy as crap. And parents, be aware of this. So I was reading a story from this lady. And she buys these sensory toys for her son on uh, Amazon. Mm -hmm. And she bought one. She took a picture of him playing with it. Didn't think anything of it. Posted it on social media. Later, I think she says like weeks, maybe a month later, she goes and she wants to buy him new sensory toys. <clears throat> she looks it up and she clicks on one of them and she's like, oh, that looks odd. That looks like my kid. And she's like, holy crap, that's my kid. Oh, they my. used her image to be selling that God, product. No, yeah. That's so Isn't it cringy? That is so cringy. Yeah. Ew, 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 ew. So, yeah, Facebook, you got caught. And you got to pay a bunch of freaking money, which is probably not enough. But, you know, that giant that violates um, our privacy will, at the same time, when you're sticking up for yourself against bullying, will kick you off for three to seven days if you stick up for yourself. When you're taught as a child to stick up for yourself against bullying, I know everybody's done it, and you say the wrong thing, you're getting kicked off. And they're going to tag you as a bully even if you're replying to something about that, right? But nothing happens to the person that is out there just slapping everybody around being a big old bully interesting have you guys mm. ever reported anybody mm. for harassment on mm. facebook commenting yet well, like i just lately? block them i just block them i don't I, even do i've it. had to a long time ago when i was in school but things have changed so much now so i don't know i can't remember what it was but i uh i go it goes like there are different ways that you could do it. In groups, you can report people for, like, a harassment, and you can kind of categorize this way. And there's a few groups on, like, the Facebook things, and every once in a while, someone will just step out of line. And, like, I watch it, and if someone does step out of line, I'll report that. And then you get, like, an update a couple hours later that say, like, oh, we reviewed your report, and either this is or isn't uh, a thing. And depends on how really angry I am, but there are times where I'll just, like, somebody was... Mm -hmm. just saying some really dark shit mm -hmm. and i uh i reported him a couple times and my first two times it didn't get reported but the second time like i think the third time i did it it finally got reported and i think it was because other people had to do it too right i don't know how it all works yeah either do i it's interesting i it, it was interesting i and like i don't like to report people for it but sometimes i do I know. It's either you're gonna. Know. It's like you're. You're it really either depends gonna. Depends on what they're saying, man. It yeah, really it, it does. It does depend. How they say it. Mm -hmm. Right. If right, people are right. like, "I'll kill you," then I don't hesitate to yeah. say, "No, no, no. That's not. That's a line you crossed." Mm -mm. So mm -mm. it happens, especially like. So, I mm -mm. guess that's it. If we're gonna live in this world where 
Although, I don't even do Facebook that much anymore because I don't like to put the pictures up as frequently because I, I, I don't really trust that I know where they're all going to go. And, like, it sucks right. that I still want to be able to keep my family in the loop, but that's not really what social media is anymore. And I've almost gone back backwards, and now I just send people pictures, like, actual photos in the mail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I get them mm -hmm. printed up because, mm -hmm. you know... It's just a little safer that way, it feels like, than mm -hmm. having it up, I don't know, constantly yeah, I, online. Instagram is better than Facebook. It's all Facebook. Instagram but, is Facebook. Yeah, yeah. They own but, each other. Yeah, that's true. I guess one is, you know, yeah, well, not thing. any better than the other, but... Yeah, I, I've seen the... I mean, I don't know. I think it was bound to happen, but there's been a slow trickle migration away from Facebook. I see a lot of, like... Especially if you have any, like, uh, of the influencer type friends who are, like, doing that. They're finding other platforms to talk on. Right. I've, I mean, I've been doing uh, a whole new one. I, I've been doing Clubhouse, like, Maniac. I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys have been on that one. But it's super fun because I think mm -hmm. there's more of an organic way uh, that people are creating things. So I'm excited to see where the next evolutions of social media go because Facebook is not it anymore. Yeah, see what I go to because um, I'm a, a girl gamer, and so I watch Twitch a lot. I was, gonna, I was about to say, so are you on Twitch like all yeah. the time? Yes. I deliberately do not get Twitch because I know I'm a, I will lose all of my focus. It'll be gone, and I'm like, I cannot be sucked into it. And so I really, I'm actively not engaged in it. So and that's another I bet it's super place. Fun. That's another place. They, there's bullying on your gaming, Joel. There is. Oh there that is, is a big reason I don't game. The negativity. I'm so intimidated by it. It is so... I, I would consider it harassment because of... For me being a woman, and you're not supposed to be playing video games if you're a woman. It's only men or boys can play video it's games. It's a boys club, man. Yeah. So one of well, these You gotta days, be super sexy to get any kind of, like, traction <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be, like involved in that whatsoever and i'm just like oh my god so i just got a game with my titties out what no yeah, see i don't do that i'm totally a dude. i mean not that that's bad do you i'm all for sex positivity so do you do you right, right, you, don't yes. want to. you shouldn't have to <laughs> but for instance so like i was playing the game and they can't see me but they can hear me and they can hear that i am female mm -hmm. and these men got jealous because i was doing better than them I was playing the kids Call of Duty and I got more kills than them on the game. Yay! And so the game we were playing, like, they had to keep coming back. <clears throat> and they kept being mad and they're like, well, why are you still in this spot? Blah, 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 blah. And I finally stuck up for myself and I said, you know what? I was like, just because I'm a woman doesn't mean you can just push me around in this game. I was like, I'm playing and doing better than you are in this man's world game so you can just sit down and be quiet and i actually left the game after that and i just said my piece because i didn't want to be around them anymore because i don't play with people like that yeah and so okay. i just left and because i was just playing by myself and it was random people it wasn't it's, people i typically played with it's no fun to play when you feel like everyone else's respect cachet is like neutral and you started in the negative and you have to build up from like a negative place in order to earn the respect of the people that you're playing with that sucks it literally feels like i have to earn respect for being a woman mm -hmm. gamer 
and just like you said unless i'm unless i'm showing the goods the men don't really (laughs) respect that or they still don't respect you i feel like if you're having to show your stuff women but like i mean if you do that like great for you but I, i don't and i don't feel like they need to and like so for instance, my my mom has known that I've always wanted to start like a YouTube channel, and I've mm-hmm. wanted to since I was young. And she's always tried to be my hype person, like do it. And she's like gotten me my video stuff. She's gotten me the stuff that I. Yeah. But I never had the confidence because I was afraid of getting bullied. Yeah, I guess. And... I mean, I guess you just gotta know that. I, I think it comes down to your intentions, you know, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're coming at it, like, Hey, I am excited. I am joyful. I am not judging you for whatever you're doing. I am coming at this because I think this is fun. And maybe someone else might think that I'm funny. That could be total. That's totally valid. That is enough reason to do anything. So I'm always there on this one. Like follow it. Don't worry about that criticism. People who are criticizing you, do not have the confidence to put their face behind it and back it up. All they can do is write it behind some stupid little comment. Right. So, you know, give it that. You have the confidence to, like, put yourself out there even just a little bit. Like, right now you're doing it with your voice. That's awesome. That's one I know. Step. I even told her that this is all, I mean, not all her. She told me, and she's like, let's do this podcast. And I was and I was, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And she was dead ass serious because obviously with the way we are now (laughs) it's honestly really helped me because it gives me something to do and it also breaks me out of my comfort zone because I am even though I talk about how much of like I was as a little kid I'm shy I'm a very shy person super reserved I will go into a crowd and I it may seem like I'm mean but I won't talk to you because I'm shy that's okay that's fine it's not a good habit. I wish I was more outgoing, but I'm just not. I mean, you, it's, it's whatever. Like, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of, like, put it out there and be out there and be, like, connected to everybody in the crowd, then you're always going to be dependent on that crowd mm-hmm. and, like, that next thing. If you don't have that reserve of care that you keep for yourself and, like, you know, that wall is not a bad thing because the people you do let in are going to be the people that you're super loyal to. And then yeah. the people that you're like, you know, I don't think that being shy or being like having a wall between you and the rest of society means that you don't care about people. It probably means that you care an awful lot about people and that you really um, know yourself enough that you will probably get very emotionally involved in anything that you put your mind to. So that's not a bad thing to know that about yourself and then be able to harness that and focus it when you need to yeah I really do care because I mean I think we talked about it in the last one when we were touching base on this tragic stuff that was happening around here and just when I hear about people getting trees falling through their house like I put my for some reason I have a bad habit of putting myself in people's shoes and then I'm like I feel the emotions for them even though they're not feeling empathize really hard yeah yeah that's sucks but i i really do care for people Mm -hmm. yeah i don't doubt that at all i truly believe that i think that i get that vibe from you very very much so (laughs) did we learn anything new today ladies oh yeah actually i learned a couple things what'd you learn i think so some of the laws that i didn't know that were in place and because i i honestly did not think that they cared enough to at least make a law really 
because in, because what I see, it's still going on in the day-to-day life. And it's still being affected to children and adults and teenagers. And so... Just, yeah, it yeah. is going on. Uh, I do. I was surprised that there was a little bit of uh, legislation around it to be able to protect the people online who have been bullied because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's great news because I think especially now in times of COVID with all of our kids who are all going to be growing up in this world where the internet will be their second language um, mm-hmm. and like social fluency is going to be, they're going to surpass us, you know, easily. And so just knowing that the next phase of bullying is going to come from um, a whole generation of people who knows the world, who has access to every single person in the world without the world knowing who they are in theory. Like there's mm-hmm. a veil of protection, but there will mm-hmm. also be this whole other cybersecurity aspect that they might even be able to like set up. I have a lot of hope for our kids because they're growing up at such an accelerated uh amount of knowledge mm-hmm. so i'll probably learn a lot from my son someday <laughs> yeah, we have kindergartners I'm... that know how to you know read a book now yeah i'm learning so much from just my daughter being in kindergarten and to speak of of she with covid she's actually going to be going to school this month for wow. the first time ever she's never experienced anything never preschool no school wow. no nothing so this is gonna wow. be first thing and you could say I'm a little nervous I because I'm nervous. I know the potential for her, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's kind of like she's always been here. I've always been her safety. Mm-hmm. When I she's there, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. So that yeah. always is on my brain. Oh, that anxiety is so so strong. I have it right now because my <laughs> husband has my son and I'm like, "Ah!" You're like, is he doing this? Is Everything's doing... okay. I haven't heard anything. So no news is good news. Everything's okay. But like, I always have that like hair on the back of my neck. It's just like on end waiting for something to go wrong, you know? So, yep. but you just got to trust them that, uh, maybe that's the worst part. I don't trust myself for a second. Ah! I trust my husband though. So <laughs> I trust other adults kind of sometimes. Is Lisa is he a listener? Is he is uh, is Zach he a Lister? listener? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. The other podcast. So he's gonna listen to this. So we yeah, we're not gonna, gonna edit it. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he is doing a wonderful job. He has yeah. never let me down with a bit, so I don't know why I am nervous. I really, truly don't need to be. He is See, his father, after all. <laughs> I have the same feelings, too. And my partner, he's never been bad at being a father. And if I'm anything, always there like... are things that I rely on him, and I'm like, man, you do this better than I do. Can you do this for me, please? Like, I totally had him take Everett to go get some, like, stuff at the doctor, because I... I hate taking him to the doctor. Anytime he has to get a prick or anything, I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. My anxiety is through the roof about it. You got to do it because you're more confident. So he does better. He does better at like some of the nitty gritty parenting. My husband is a lot better at than I am. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not afraid I feel to like I don't know. My mom can probably back me up. I don't know who's more of the pushover in my parenting, but like, I feel like I might be more of the pushover. <sighs> I don't know. No, well, I'm not. I, I, I I'm more Simon. It Hold is up. Simon. 
Simon's more the pushover. I think you pick your battles as a parent. You know which ones are worth digging in for, and yeah. you know which ones you're like, all right, all right, all right. You're Simon fine. is more. Simon's more of a pushover. I think with our son. <laughs> I think with our son, he's definitely a put. Oh no, with with our daughter too. He, yeah, he's definitely a pushover. <laughs> but I feel like I don't know because I have a. I, it sucks. I don't have an intimidating voice. And I think that's what it is with my kids. It's like I don't have an intimidating voice. So then when dad steps in, they're like, oh, oh, crap. I got to listen. But then I'm like trying to do the same thing. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. And then it comes and to I'm a line like, and you no. cross it. And then they're like, oh, God, mom's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty much when mom's really mad, then, oh, you, you. Then they it. stop. But you're like, why do we have to go? From like a three or a four to a fifteen for you guys to pay attention to me. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> oops, we're not venting. Oops. <laughs> so, do we have anything else to talk about on um, bullying that you want to add? Anyone? Anyone? Just Bueller? be more understanding. Bueller? Be more understanding with people. Understand that you don't know the situations they're going through. <clears throat> Just be more kind. Yeah. I guess as a general statement, I I truly do feel that if I bullied somebody in my young years, uh, then I'm sorry. If they're listening now, anybody right. who hates me for bullying them probably is not listening to a podcast like this. But <laughs> I do truly feel that if I ever pushed the line in my life growing up, I was learning where that line was. And... Uh, I probably said shit that was stupid to say, and I know that. And so I kind of always keep that in the back of my head, remembering that I have been out of pocket before, and I don't want to be there again because it hurt people. So I don't want to do that, and I try to be a better person because of the way that I have hurt people. So, I mean, I don't want to say that... I don't want to say that I was bullied. I... Ugh... In my heart, I feel I probably know there's somebody out there who thinks it. I don't know who the person is, but I do know that I have probably said mean things. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's just kind of the big thing that when you told me the topic was bullying, I ruminated on it pretty hard. And right, I was like, right. if I ever have been, it's probably because I was bullied. Yep. And then I bullied in the future. And mm-hmm. so... I'm sorry if that was ever the case. I think learning and growing into the person that you are, Mm -hmm. you know, making those changes is definitely Mm -hmm. uh, a key thing, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, and a lot of people, I'm sorry, they do not, if somebody screws up, they don't own it. You know, they don't own it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, and, that's the biggest part of, like, getting through on to the next mm-hmm. phase of life is saying, oh, I did it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now what? Now so, what? Now let's what? Let's move on. Let's go forward. Let's, you know, let's move on. Let's be in the present. Let's make some changes. Exactly. Let's do some, you know, good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? I think right? it's like, you can't just, like we all said, you can't just go backwards, you know? No. Especially no. if... You have been caught up in the cycle of, like, the bully tumble. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, a, it's just like, a, a learn. 
and then promote healing. You know, that's, that's right. another big part of it. It's like, I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do, but if I can help somebody find some healing through it all, I'd love to do something like that. So right. I think your podcast is a lot of it. I think we all have lived lives full of those ups and downs. So mm-hmm. just kind of knowing that life doesn't stop just because you've been through some hard events. We can no. all keep going and keep growing, learning. Learning and growing, I think, is my oh, sister-in-law. Let said. me tell you, I've been through the ringer these last couple of weeks, and um, I'm still, I'm still moving, yeah. keeping my yeah. head up, just like exactly. logic would say. I'm keeping my head up. <laughs> For keeping sure. my head up. Logic's my boy. That was, mm-hmm. I know, last podcast. That was your guy. I remember. I looked at him a little bit. Music <laughs> he's very therapeutic he he when you think of rapping you think like people don't really think of it but his rapping is very therapeutic because he actually talks about day-to-day things that people struggle with in life and he talks a lot about mental health and people do not sing i mean they sing soft songs maybe and make it like sad but he sings in it or he raps in it in such a real good way and it just speaks so clearly to me because it's like poetry (laughs) and he's he's been my mentor my person that I've always looked up to ever since I've been able to get a hold of his music that's cool that's very neat (laughs) (laughs) well I think my mom's taught me I think it's been helpful music's been very key with both me and my brother my brother actually He's a musical genius, so, like, he actually, like, can play, like, everything. That's so so cool. And he can sing and do all this stuff. But, like, I actually just like to listen to it. (laughs) Everybody has such a different connection to music, but it does. Everybody has a connection to to music. And it's, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I think everybody can find at least a little commonality together that way. And, I mean, it certainly does transcend a lot of it. Transcends. Transcends bullying, hopefully. (laughs) yeah yeah so 2.6 is the number that is more higher likely 2.6 2.6 than to kill themselves you're saying they're two times 2.6 times times more likely to kill themselves if they are experiencing bullying Bullying. i believe in that and it's yeah. not just in children. No. Yeah. I mean, it starts at a young age. Those young age students are doing it. Seven. That's pretty young. Yeah, I mean, so like I said, I watched Twitch. There was a Twitch streamer who he had divulged something about his significant other and these people ridiculed him, made fun of him for the way he did it. And, and it wasn't anything bad that he did. They, he just got made fun of it. They were like saying, like, oh, that was stupid. That's this, 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 blah, blah, blah. And they kept going. And he had such a following that got to him. And mm-hmm. he ended up killing himself. That wow. with, He made a tweet. And to, that two hours later, after everything blew up, his partner found him. It's very sad. And that happened wow. last year. That's really sad. My heart goes out to his family. It's very sad. And that's like you said, it doesn't just happen in children. It happens. And it's so sad to say, but it's a lot of social platforming. 
that you see the bullying and then your workplace your workplace they develop a certain type of working culture can be so intense and you tie so much success with your working success and then when a lot of that starts to fall apart if it does fall apart if you don't have like a well-balanced life in between your work and your home and your socialization and I mean even finances I mean she there were times where I was not so financially stable and I was like well I should just kill myself like not to trigger anybody but that's just wild because like that can be the big thing that you're like oh I I have failed I've failed I should be done and that is not the case at all because you can always rebuild yourself after I mean you can always rebuild yourself after you've been bullied especially and you don't have to continue that cycle and tear someone down to rebuild but I mean counseling would be a huge thing that would be awesome if there Mm -hmm. is some kind of a resource to be able to reach out for someone experiencing it and again there are places to reach out to if you are being bullied if you're a parent or if you are a bully and if you're bullying somebody and you're just now finding out for the first time that you're fitting that criteria, don't be embarrassed to reach out. Um, and don't be so hesitant for change because people would respect somebody more if they stepped up and said, hey, I bullied somebody. Where do I go? And where you go is you can go to the National Bully Prevention Center and they would welcome you with their arms open and they will get you the help. Yeah. So it's not just, yes, I'm going to preach those that are being harmed mentally, it's mentally abusing, but at the same time, you're bullying somebody for a reason and that's mental illness too. And... Get the help you need if you're a bully, if you're being bullied. Yeah, communication is so important in a lot of those ways. And if you never um, felt confident to be able to communicate in your, mm-hmm. or confident in your skills and being able to communicate, um, it takes practice. And mm-hmm. if you've never had a safe place to be able to practice those communication skills, finding resources to start doing that could infinitely improve the relationship and the quality of your life and the lives around you and your happiness overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe a lot of anxiety is feeling like you messed up and you can't fix anything in your life, but everybody can start fixing some small thing in mm-hmm. their life. And if you start in one place with the people that you know and you love and funneling love instead of regret mm-hmm. into those relationships, you can yeah. start to repair things and I mean I know that firsthand it's it's a humbling step to say I've done wrong Mm -hmm. uh and it starts like just with your partner sometimes like I mean there's bullying that goes on in relationships all the time that people don't talk about right Uh, it's just a fact and it's a lot of personal stuff it's but that's where a lot of those little growing opportunities happen right every single day well, and see, I the one helpful advice, and I've had a couple people come to me with stuff that they talk about. So, people who are trying not to be a negative person anymore or not have negativity around them, they'll be like, 
what what do I do? That this person's coming to me and with just saying negative stuff, or this person did this to me and it was really really bad. And one thing that I like to say is that reflects on who they are as a person, not who you are as a person. And it is up to you, like what you say, mom, to react to that and how you react to that. So, and if you in yourself and you know that you are not mentally okay to handle that situation, you handle that by just either, you say, walking away or you vocalize and say, hey, I am not okay with this and you walk away. Yeah, one of the biggest steps, I think, towards, like, communicating is understanding that you only have control over what comes out of, like, your own mouth, your own actions. And it's okay to to not, like, ah, not try to control someone else in the conversation, you know? But it, there's other, other ways of thinking about it that I know I am not putting my finger on correctly. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Well, we love having you all the time, Lisa. Thank you, guys. This was such a great conversation. Man, Mm -hmm. I could talk to you guys for hours. It's been really fun. It is. It is. You always have great information and good, um, what's that word? Insignia. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. I mean, I've gotten a lot of, I've heard a lot of great stories from a lot of people in my life, so. I just try to listen, you know. Well, maybe maybe the next time you're on the show, it won't be as deep. (laughs) We'll have a lighter topic. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes next. But that's fine. Bring on the deep, bring on the heavy. I'm I'm always down for that, too. (laughs) I think it's good that we touch base on all these subjects because I think a lot of the listeners and people who listen to us can relate or has had something similar go on or I've seen something similar go on. So when we talk about our social media stuff or we talk about bullying and we talked about on our last one, we talked about what people don't tell you, basically. How Teflon and the DuPont was basically poisoning you and that's pretty messed up and there's a lot of that happening. (laughs) But um, it's just, I think we all got to stick... Hey, we actually, we actually, we actually gave a lot of great recommendations. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. Safe alternatives. Nice. We did. Cool. We did. Yeah. yeah. But this is this should be a safe place for people to come to to listen to, and we hope that anybody can relate to what we talk about. Right, and this is actually somebody we've we've gotten actually multiple requests to talk about both. And we we do have a list, and we will be getting through um, all of our all of the topics that everybody's saying. So yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I look forward to hearing them. You guys always have a really nice point of view when it comes to very very broad topics. You really know how to get down mm-hmm. some really cool conversations within them. So it's fun. Thank you guys for having me so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, love you. Love you too. So remember. Blowing out somebody else's candle doesn't make yours shine any brighter. We are all human, and we all make mistakes. We can all own up to all of our behaviors, right, Joel? Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was a bad child, guys, but I'm a better person now. <laughs> hey, she, she fixed it. She fixed it, right? 
I did. Right? I literally, I tell my partner, I go, you, if you met me back then, I was so different. She wasn't ladylike. <laughs> I'm still not, but I'm in a better and better. I, I'm better now. I just don't speak ladylike. What is better? Who, what's even better? You're just more yourself. How about right, that? exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So remember, we're not doctors. We're just normal people just like you. We're not physicians, but we know a lot of shit. We've been through a lot of shit. We're going to help you guys get through a lot of shit, right? <laughs> right? Right. 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 Until next time, I'm Sarah. And I'm Jewel. I'm Lisa. Peace. What the F is Ladylike is produced by us. Our sound engineer is Brendan Ginn. He's only as good as the files he receives. The featured music in this episode is by Comeback Karma. Song title, A Rolling Stone.
Visit him on Apple Music and on Spotify. Don't forget to like and subscribe.